crisis and economic depression, small business owners often struggle with making sales and keeping the loyalty of their people because if you ain't selling, it's hard to pay the bills. On the Ethical Sales Podcast, you will learn new ways to selling ethically and communicating with your people to create more loyalty and getting out of the rut of stress and frustration. When there is plenty of sales, there should be plenty of profits to keep things flowing smoothly and everybody be happy. All right, we live again. Let's try this again. I mean, I tell you what, we've had all kind of interruptions. We've had a, uh, we were about two minutes into this podcast and our electricity went off. I don't know what happened. Somebody hit the pole or what? Because it's beautiful weather out hey, there. Hey, ours blinked a couple times. It ain't that great out there right now. It's been overcast. It's been, I mean, just north of us, we got a big storm brewing over the lake. Yeah, that's what's going on. It's been a rainy week. It's been a real wet week. Mosquitoes everywhere. We got a real mosquito. It's worse this than year. the time it was so bad. I know. Like, I want to go out and just do things outside the house. I got some projects to do, and it literally is so bad, like, it, it takes all the fun away. And I sprayed for them, but I don't know. Didn't do a whole lot of good. Why are we talking about mosquitoes? Let's get into this thing. Let's talk about closing the deal. Sometimes you just have to say it as it is, you know? Sometimes you just have to tell We're gonna people We're going to skip introductions today, go straight well, to this. I don't know. We're going to go straight to closing the deal. Let's go. Owen's the only one that needs an introduction. He's actually the one that... Uh, is the what are you talking about? He's famous. Important. His phone's the only phone that's been ringing all morning. He's the important one here because without that man right there, if you listen to this podcast, you like it, give us a good review. Go give him but a do thumbs for- down or something. I mean, a thumbs up or something. <laughs> yeah, do it for him because- Give him a five-star review. Send him a bag of cookies. Do something nice for him. If it wasn't for him, this podcast wouldn't happen. So, And we hope we bring something to you that can benefit you for your business and your family and, I don't know, education. Maybe it's all about changing lives. Yeah. It's either about yeah. changing lives or entertaining people, one or the other. I'm not sure which. Well, that's the main reason I bring you guys on is for, you know. Entertainment. To keep it lively. <laughs> I didn't say the word entertainment, but there is some um, to that. If you like what Matt and Elias are bringing, five-star rating and a review be awesome. Show them some love. Do you want to change life? Give a five-star rating and a review. That changes Owen's life. I mean, he will live on a high for a week from one. And a lot of other people's too, because the more ratings and reviews you get on Apple Podcasts, the more people see the podcast. That's how it works on so you you could potentially really change more lives than you even know that you. I got a question. We hit actually hit the top one hundred and twenty five in Apple Podcast chart. So if you went to business in the one category, we were at like number one hundred twenty five in the United States. In the United States, people listen to this. Absolutely. Really, I didn't know we had any listeners. Surprise. <laughs> Just kidding. All right, boys. We're going to talk about closing the deal today. We got a good little segment that I think we're going to talk about because if you're not closing the deal, somebody else is. If you're in business for yourself, I think the number one very high on the list is close the deal because if the deals aren't being closed, there's no business to be had. There's no benef- nobody benefiting from your service and from your business you are not benefiting from your customers. There's no mutual benefit happening. So you have to close the deal. You have to close the door. If you don't, somebody will. What are some things that should be in place so you can close the deal? Like, Let's unpack that. What happens before you get to the closing part of the deal? What needs to happen? What should happen in order to close it easily? Well, there should have been a relationship built at some level because where there's a relationship there's also influence. Where there's a lack of a relationship, there's probably not a whole lot of trust. And so um, 
you know, we're not talking about a transactional business where you're selling something online. We're talking about you actually walking into this person's office. Um, primarily, you know, our listeners are in the roofing business and the construction business in, you know, a hands-on kind of a business where you're selling services and products. And so you're actually walking in and, uh, you know, trying to sell your deal. There, when you're asking for a lot of money and it's not uncommon for guys in our team to sell projects that are over $100,000, you probably need to build some kind of a relationship before somebody's going to trust you with that exchange. It doesn't happen very often that you're just going to walk in and close the deal. You're going to say it's an $80,000 project and he's just going to say, yeah, I want you, I want you to do this roof right away. I mean, it's $80,000. So they want to know that you're the right guy for the job. Even above your products, there's a lot of people out there with a lot of great products, but you as a person selling that service is who they're really buying. It also, I think, depends where the leads come from. Let's say you're just doing a campaign where you're dropping flyers, which gets done a lot in our industry. Well, that person that's calling you probably has never seen you, probably has never met you, probably doesn't have a clue who you are. So the first time you come out, it's the first time he's ever seen your face. It's a good idea to put, like, if you can, put your picture on the flyer because when you, they see your face, they might think they know you a little bit more and they're a little bit more likely that like the relationship feels like it's a little further along because they've seen your face a couple times. But if the lead's coming from, let's say you have a YouTube channel and you got somebody that follows you on YouTube or Facebook or Instagram, um, places like that, you know, think about somebody that you know today that you've never met, but you know this person because have you followed him for a long time, but you've not You've not actually met him. Now, the first time you meet that person and you go to do a $20,000 deal, you're way more likely to do the deal the first time than if you've never followed him and never actually, because you actually, even though he don't know you, you know, you feel like you know him, but you've never met him. And so, you know, I think it depends where your leads come from and depends, you know, those kind of things and how, you know, ask the person, hey, where'd you hear from us? You know, and those kind of things tip you off. And I know a lot of you guys, we talked about this earlier. It's good to have some social social platforms that you're using to kind of get your name out there. Um, and you can kind of get some, a little more warm leads from people because you have really no way to know who all knows who you are and right. has maybe watched you 10 times. You know, if you're doing videos where you're putting posts out there saying um, you're doing videos where you're putting posts out there that uh, might have the process of a roof, for example, that you've just completed and that person watched it and they feel like they know you. You know, relationships are huge. So I think you have to build those relationships, especially if you're selling high-end products. You have to, have to, have to have relationships with those people. And you're, I told this to somebody the other day, and this was pertaining in our industry. We kind of uh, put together teams of contractors. You know, it seemed like in order to get a new contractor to come on board, it's almost like you have to build that relationship to where you know each other almost personally before a lot of people move forward. So there's a, you know, a half a dozen conversations that happen. It's seldom that you talk to somebody one time and yep, let's do this. And knowing, knowing where, in, where you're at in the deal is big. You know, knowing where you're at. I mean, what stage are you? Does he need more information? Is he ready to close? You know, what's the person's personality? All those kind of things, you know, to where you can kind of see where you're at in the process. And you have to also be sold yourself. If you're not sold yourself on what you're selling, it's very difficult to make that sale because you're going to sell as you're sold. You know, somebody that is very sold on something, it's pretty easy to do in our hobbies and our recreation and the things that we enjoy. You get together with your buddies and you're showing them your latest gadget. You know, we like to hunt and fish. You're showing them your, you know, we're always showing them our latest guns or our bows or whatever. I changed a broadhead or I changed an arrow and we're super passionate about it and we get 
very um, opinionated about our our things that that you know we're passionate about. It's the same way. It should be the same way in your business. What you're selling, you should be so sold on it that if your customer doesn't move forward with you as the solution to your roofing system or whatever you're selling, you're persuaded in your mind that that customer is going to lose. And when you have that level of conviction, it sells. It really helps to sell because there's so many nonverbal things that are involved in selling and helping people make decisions. That and the, and that's the number one thing. I mean, you have to be sold first of all on what you're selling. If you're going to go into a deal and you're going to say it's a fifty thousand dollar project and you think that project's only worth thirty thousand dollars, or you think fifty thousand dollars is too much ask for what you're selling, you're probably not. It's not even sell that. It. If you think fifty thousand dollars is a lot of money, it's hard to sell fifty thousand dollars. Well, fifty thousand is a lot of money to a lot of people, but if you're going to go in there and you're going to be persuaded that fifty grand for that project is yeah. You know, it's you need to be sold on what you're providing. The value that you're providing, it's higher than fifty thousand. You're selling over fifty, it's valued at seventy-five thousand. And I had a building owner a couple of years ago. Um, he told me, I forget, I forget the system. I think we've been in a foam system for him. And it wasn't a real big job. It was like twenty-five grand or something. I guess he told a buddy of his that he's looking at doing this job and his buddy was like, hey, I could come up there and I could do a, um, just roll some black rubber up there for, I think it was like eighteen dollars or $19,000. And I was like $6,000 more for the system I was, I was doing rather than a buddy deal. He's like, I think I might just have my buddy roll that stuff out. It just kind of sticks on the roof and I think it'll, it'll be, it's $6,000 less or whatever. He's like, I think that's the right we're going to go. And I said, well, I said, that's fine if that's what you want to do. But I said, in comparison to the system I'm bidding, you'd be better off spending 50 grand with me than putting that on for 20 grand. And he was like, really? I said, yeah. I said, that's the difference. In a couple of years, you're going to be wishing you wouldn't have done that because now we got to tear it off and start back over. And he was like, huh. And my dad and his guys actually went out and did the job. And he was laughing to my dad. He was like, you know how your son sold this roof to me? You know, and he told him the story. But it's just you sell as you're sold. I'm so sold on that system that we're selling that he's not going to have to touch that roof for the next 20 plus years. And if he was going to do something else, even though it was five grand less, it was going to create a mess and going to be a $40,000 job for us now instead of a $25,000 job. It's that conviction. It's just being so sold on what you're selling. And people feel that. People tend to rise up to your expectations. So when you say what you said, people tend to rise up to that. You know, there's a lot of scenarios that, you know, that are similar to that. You know, just going out there and selling with a lot of conviction and making sure your customer understands the value that they're getting, you know, making sure that you're doing a good job of explaining to the customer exactly what he's paying for and what he's getting in our industry, helping that person understand the life that they're going to get out. Even breaking it down to say, look, this roof is only costing you this much per year. If you want to break it down, this roof is only costing you this much per day. You know, you can make it sound ridiculous. How much do you, how much do you spend in coffee every day? Five bucks. Is it worth five bucks to have a dry roof or dry building? Yeah. Well, that's all I'm asking you for. You know, and you can dumb it down to where it sounds like absolutely nothing. People do this in the car industry. Dude, we could you probably know? get really rich coming up with some kind of a program that makes people pay, you know, $5 a day for their roof. So every day they would send you, you would get $5 a day, you probably, probably get people that would do this because you don't, you know, in a 20 year lifetime or in a 20 year span, you wouldn't go spend $10,000 one time on coffee, but you would spend five or $10 every day on Starbucks or wherever you get your coffee and you go, 
that it that doesn't feel bad. Maybe we should put a program together like that. That that would be brilliant. That'd be brilliant, wouldn't it? Five it bucks a day. You can get this roof for five dollars a day, and then every day that you would just get five bucks a day for a cup of coffee a day. That'd be brilliant. That's a good idea. I'm gonna try and come up with some objections so that you can practice your closing I like objections. skills. I love objections. Bring them on, baby. Because <laughs> if you ain't getting a real objection, you can't close them anyway. So I'd rather yeah, get this the is objection a, right This up is front. a huge topic. I mean, this is something you could literally talk about for hours or days. And, you know, there's a lot of different topics inside of this topic that could be talked about as well. But I think that, you know, you know there's, there's all kinds of different closing tactics. But if you build the relationship right, you bring the value if you and your company actually have value to bring, bring the value that you have. Make sure he understands what he's getting. Make sure that the customer, you know, has reasons to trust you. And there's really no reason for them to not hire you. You know, be straightforward. Look them in the eyes when you talk. Shake their hand when you have opportunity to shake their hands. Talk about them. Don't, don't walk in and just talk about you and your solution. Talk about them. Find common ground. Find things that they're interested in. Find things they want to talk about. Walk in the office and you're going to be clued off. Oftentimes they display their hobbies inside there. They might have some golf clubs on the wall or they might have you know, a deer head or something. Find things to talk about and that builds trust to where he feels like, hey, this guy cares about me. He don't just care about my roof. I feel like when you can do all those things, a lot of your hardcore closing tactics are not even necessary. And there's a lot of things that you can talk, we could talk about. There's, like I said, different forms and different methods and different ways to go about closing. But I feel like if you if it's relationship first, then the close is going to come easy. And there's there's times you're going to have to ask some questions. Hey, where are we at in the process? Where do where are we stacking in here? Where are we coming in at? Don't be afraid to ask those questions. You know, hey, we're well, we're getting three other bids. You know, we're doing this, we're doing that. Okay, great. When are you going to have those bids in? When's a good time for us to talk again? Setting up appointment. Always set up another appointment, you know, and keep the deal moving forward. The biggest thing with closing is you have to keep the deal moving forward. And at some point, the close will come. I know there's a couple more things we're going to cover in closing the deal on later episodes. Urgency, asking for objections, things like that. We'll cover more detail, but... I love the idea of selling as you are sold. Are you sold on what you're doing? Are you sold on what you're selling? Go out and share it with other people. I got a little homework for you. Dale Carnegie wrote a book years ago, I think early 1900s, called How to Win Friends and Influence People. If you've not read that book, go grab that book because it's a great read. And the stories inside that book will give you great examples of how you should be treating your customers. little homework for this Thank you for listening to this week's Ethical Sales Podcast. Hey, 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 before you leave, let me ask you a question. Have you ever struggled with knowing how to open a conversation? Have you ever struggled with knowing how to close the sale? Elias Rayburn and his twin brother, Matt, put together a small booklet titled Simplify the Sale that teaches you how to open conversations and how to close the sale. You can download your copy for free at smarterroofer.com forward slash simplify. Again, download your copy for free at smarterroofer.com forward slash simplify.
You're listening on the Verbal Crowd Network. Find more great shows at verbalcrowd.com.